1: What's up, my Canadian blood? Canadian Dino Dogan. <laughs> <laughs> dude, What's... I was in your fair country uh, last weekend, and
2: you didn't come to say hi. Well, dude, you're on the west coast, right? Now I'm on the east coast, but the other thing is, we all know each other, so obviously you're probably talking to Johnny over in Montreal, right? No, Johnny, who? Well, I mean, there's only a few of us up here.
1: <laughs> there's only two johnny's in montreal man come on get your shit together dino
2: dino so good to talk to you again and this time i get to put you on the hot spot boom <laughs> boom is right so listen i've got a i've got a very good friend of mine uh, who's in the in the very hot box room that we're in right now dave vale dave meet my friend dino dino how you doing what's up dave how much a eh? <laughs> <laughs> so D- Dave, why don't, you, why don't you give a really quick uh, intro to who you are yeah, and yeah. then I got to tell you
3: how I met Dino Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that So Dino, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an executive coach, I got a company called Vision Coaching And I started collaborating with Greg like eight years ago and we're, this is the, the latest collaboration And he's been singing your praises and um,
2: I already feel like I know you
1: <laughs> oh, sweet, man. That's awesome. Great to meet you, Dave.
2: And hey, Dave, uh, I, I recently saw a picture of Dino with really long hair and a crazy axe, like electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of depth to this guy. That, uh, anyway, just really quickly, how I met Dino. Uh, and Dino owns a company called Triver, which he's going to explain to us in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, I was at uh, the uh, NMX show in January in Vegas. And what's that? NMX is a new media expo. Okay. So it's the world of, it used to be blogger world and uh, the podcasters and the the web video people were there. I went, uh, you know, coming from the TV side. I I went just to kind of see what's going on in this digital space. I was a bit of an outsider. I actually broke the law and I I went to the bar and sat down and ordered a drink by myself. And I say I say break break the law because if you if you uh, listen to the gospel of Dino Dogan, that's not what you're supposed to do when you're in a in a, a big uh, trade show event with all these awesome people. So he came over <laughs> and he he was one of the speakers and I, I saw his speaker tag and he was like, hey. Gary, you're, you're you're with the conference come hang out with us have a drink and then I knew who he was and I started telling him all the stuff I knew about him yeah. and I listened to his uh, Road to Ted podcast and uh, I don't know we've been friends ever since and then <laughs> and then I was a guest on his uh, his really cool podcast called Road to Ted okay. uh, just a couple months ago so that's and, the and intro. just
3: just so Dino quickly how was Greg as a guest?
1: Oh he was great you know, I mean, you just wind him up and, like, let him be, right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes off on his own. <laughs> I kind of think that's like you, too, buddy, to be honest with you.
3: <laughs> you don't need a fluff girl with Greg. <laughs> <laughs> He'll
2: drink by himself and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, so listen, Dave, why don't, you, why don't you take a stab? Because you don't know much about Dino or Triber. So, uh, yeah. Just just yeah, launch yeah. into start, it.
3: Start picking his brain. Oh, well, tell, well, hey. First off, I mean, so we're we're obviously got a podcast going, The Bowling Point. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah, and I gotta say, um, we're having fun. We're we're getting some cool guests. We're trying to get our like formula down, or our right. you know just our unique kind of signature presence, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so we got a little some some cheat sheets here on on our our guests. I want to hear about influence marketing and like you know and how. How how blogging fits into that, and you know how you got into it, all that kind of thing.
2: Okay, do you want me to just launch into it? (laughs) Yeah, give her. This is a story. This is story time. Do you know? Start start from Eastern Europe on, right across the ocean. (laughs) Hey, it's, uh, the microphone is yours. <laughs> Actually, let's go back even further in time. Uh, let's go back to like 50,
1: 100 years ago. Uh, when you had like three channels on TV, well, American TV, anyways. In Canada, uh, you had like, in Canada you'd have one, yeah, CBC. Have one. CBC. Literally. In, in Bosnia, Eastern Europe. <laughs> in bosnia we had two channel one and channel two right (laughs) and all the crap was on channel two and you know the only good stuff was on channel one uh but in the united states i'm using that as our you know barometer right uh, in the United States you had CBS NBC and ABC uh, since like 1940s up until 1986/ 1992 I'll explain why 92 uh, in a minute um, but you had those three channels right and if you think about it if you had a widget to sell or if you had a service to sell and you had cash right uh, you would shoot a 15 seconds long commercial or 30 seconds long commercial and you would put it on one of those channels and Bob's your Uncle man, the entire world world would see you. Right? That was marketing for like 50 years. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, you know, uh fast forward to now, uh, you know, um 50 years ago, uh, the entire family would sit in front of a single screen today. Uh, Every member of a family has three screens, you know, uh, TV and iPhone and laptop and iPad and all that stuff. Right. So there's this incredible fragmentation in the space. You can shoot a 30 second long commercial and you can even put it on one of these channels. But like, who's going to see it? (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> here I am you know, as a TV commercial producer I'm, I'm starting to sweat here now man <laughs> <laughs> well you know so here's here's
1: how to solve that right so all of a sudden all of us are content creators all of us are audience builders all of us have our own platforms from which we speak whether it's you know a YouTube channel or a blog which is like uh, 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 you know Something resembling an old timey magazine, right? Uh, or a podcast, which is resembling an old timey uh, radio station, whatever, right? There's like billions of channels. So if you're a brand, how do you uh, connect? with the audience that has any interest in listening to what you have to say. And the answer is David influence marketing. You hire a bunch of influencers Mm. and mass 50, hundred influencers, each of them with their own audience and they take your message to their own audience uh, for spreading. It's essentially Michael Jordan for Nike, but instead of hiring one Michael Jordan, you hire hundred tiny little Michael Jordans. Mm-hmm. So that's like <laughs> influence marketing uh, and history of it in a nutshell. I love it.
3: I love it. So then, so then, how like you know, how did you get involved? Like what, when, where? How did you start seeing the opportunity or or you know this 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 place where you see this you know the. the all these families with all these screens and and uh, brands trying to get their message across. And so wh- how did you intersect with all of it?
1: So we built a platform. Uh, we started building Triber about three years ago. It's essentially for content creators to grow their audience. That's our mantra. That's our mission. We want to help you grow your audience. And we have a bunch of different ways in which we do that. And it's a free platform. There's like a premium features, but you don't need those. Um, and, um, you know, it's almost like, like day three, we had brands, uh, companies uh, asking us to put them in front of our member base because our member base are content creators. Content creators are purposeful, intentional audience and trust builders, right? So naturally, brands want to uh, work with these bloggers naturally, or, well, brands want uh, the blogger's audience, right?
2: Right, amen
1: um and um but we couldn't do that we couldn't just put them you know like we couldn't break the trust that our members put in us right uh, so it took us a while to figure out how to do this uh and finally we essentially uh developed what is now a kind of like a kickstarter for brands so if a brand wants to work with an influencer uh they put up um uh, a campaign page essentially the way you do on a kick on kickstarter right um, and instead of raising money You're raising people You're raising influence um, you, you have like Fifty hundred Few hundred uh, We On one campaign We had over a thousand people Apply To participate in a campaign uh, It was for Tom's Shoes um, And as a campaign manager For Tom's Shoes For example uh, You go down the list Of applicants Influencers uh, You select the ones You want to work with You essentially Add them to the campaign You pay for them Driver holds the money um, Once the uh, campaign is over and all the milestones have been completed and all that swing and jazz we pay out the influencers we keep a percentage and everyone's problem gets solved
2: <laughs> this is this is amazing to me you know cuz we're we're doing the same thing you know i i work in uh, of, of course uh, in the film side um, but the reason why we make uh, these awesome stories, you know, told with the film media, is to bring people together. And I always say the storytelling uh, connects people together, whether it's a it's a, a brand to a customer or a person to a person, or, or somebody from Bosnia to someone uh, in the in uh, one of the states of the United States of America. Storytelling yeah. and my type of storytelling does that. So we rely on these communities. Without communities, what are we doing all of this for? So in this new world of doing business. Uh, the way i'm starting to absorb it is as a brand you have to be a community builder uh now far more than, than back in those old days when you just did those 30 second ads and put it out there right mm-hmm. so how how do you see the shift uh happening right now with, with some of these these megalithic companies that are actually kind of a little bit behind the ball you know like uh uh are, are you seeing uh, a lot of struggle and challenge for this this new disruption that's happening? Uh, because now we all have to be really incredible uh, audience and community builders, and mm-hmm. that's not that's not a talent a lot of people have. Not, you know, it's a you know. Uh, you use any old brand uh, that we would have even a gas station in our local community that's they probably didn't realize that that's what they'd be getting into when they set up you know so what do you see from your perspective how how people are dealing with this this amazing new world of community building
1: um, yeah so you know brands are now Coming on board, they're coming online. They are embracing it uh, reluctantly, essentially, right? Um, which is not surprising if you look at it from their perspective. Uh, imagine you're um, IBM, right, or AT and T, or one of these giant companies, right? You've been in existence for like hundred years. In IBM's case, uh, you are so huge that any sector. Any country, any ecosystem that you've ever entered, you essentially dictated the rules of engagement. Even to like governments, countrywide governments, statewide governments, citywide governments, uh, these big corporations essentially get their way, right? Um, they get to dictate the rules of engagement. All of a sudden, um, technology uh, enabled us to create this giant social organism online. Right, and for the first time in IBM's history, for the first time in AT and T's history, uh, so Disney, so many other companies, right? Um, they are entering an ecosystem that is larger than them, that they have no control over. And that is fucking scary, man.
2: <laughs> for who? For uh, them. For yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: f- for uh, these types of companies, and I, you know, I cite IBM because uh, I know IBM. I work with IBM. Uh, they're essentially crushing it in terms of influence, marketing, and stuff like that. Um, uh, but, I mean, there are so many companies out there that are essentially uh, in that same boat. They're accustomed to dictating the rules of engagement, and now all of a sudden, they don't, right? And, and they love control. Big companies, big corporations love control, Um You know, anything that they can't control, you know, that's bad. Yeah. It becomes scary for them. (laughs) Yeah. It becomes super scary, man. Um, but you know, uh, they're slowly but surely figuring out, um, how to, how to do this stuff. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, what IBM is doing is essentially, you know what I just described in terms of influence marketing. They have a group of influencers that they work with and when they want to communicate their message um, um, to, you know, uh, and this is weird to say, a wider or maybe deeper audience, right? Maybe it's not wider, right? They can communicate pretty wide, uh, but when they want to communicate their messages, uh, uh, you know, do like deep penetration, mm-hmm. um, you know, they uh, they work with us. Mm-hmm. They work with influencers that uh, you know that they have a relationship with. So
3: so. The- Now here's what I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to have people listening to this that are blogging, right? So I got a couple questions around that from the blogger side. The first question is, is as, as you look into your, your network of bloggers, um, who, who would you describe as having mass influence and, and what, what causes that?
1: Oh, um, uh, that's, so who has massive influence? Um, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say no one. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, no, because th- this space has become so fragmented, right? Having mass, here's the thing, right? Thousand years from now, uh, when aliens land on earth and they do like our ar- archeological digs and try to figure out what happened here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they're going to look at the length of human history, right? As this. Tiny little pockets of influence, you know, like Village Square and the uh, prior that would, you know, talk in the Village Square or, you know, uh, a sewing circle. Uh, in, in the village or the tribe and so on. Right. Um, and that's n- no different than today uh, that happens online. And then for about 50 years, there's this aberration. There's this anomaly of mass communication where a brand could pay their way uh, uh, to to be in front of a mass audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Mm-hmm. But that's not the norm. Like mm-hmm. we think that's the norm because we grew, grew up, up in it, it Yeah, I get right? It. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the norm. Yeah, yeah. These tiny little pockets of influence have been the norm prior to 1940s, and they are now norm again. Wow, that's a
3: really
2: cool perspective. No, and it, well, uh. so
3: so okay. So the, here's the second part of my question. So, as a blogger. What's the way, And so maybe not massive influence, but what, how do you, like, what, what would be the steps that you would describe to someone as, you know, here are some ways to really help you know uh, raise your influence and and be attractive to a brand and build a community and all this kind of thing. Uh, well, do,
2: do you mind me adding to that Dave? Yeah, no, um, no, no. Maybe, uh maybe Dino can uh, explain that answer uh, by also explaining becoming a global force of badassery. Yes, I noticed that. I
3: like that that you stole you stole my thunder. So there we go. So how does it, so, it's, so it's
1: a tagline I'm trying to live up to. Uh,
3: well, so but so for the blogger that that does want to be a badassery. <laughs>
2: How do they do that? I mean, that's what I want to know yeah, how do From you the noise you know how do I, how do you poke through? So uh,
1: let's let's do level one level two, right? Um, I've hired over like thousand bloggers over the last year for various brands because I've managed some of the campaigns myself, right. So there's like a, a, a kind of like a checklist of things that I look for when I'm hiring someone. and by the way, like ninety nine percent of the campaigns uh, uh, I've managed, I was not suitable for those campaigns. As a as a blogger yourself, a, as an influencer, as a blogger myself. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um uh so but but there's certain level one stuff. Let's cover the basics, right? Um, keep in mind that you're entering into a business arrangement. There's like tax forms and shit, right? Um, so when a brand is going down the list of applicants that they're working with, they need to see your face. They don't want to see a logo. They already have a logo of their own. There's a bit of a clash if you have a logo of your own, right? Uh, they don't want to see a cartoon. They don't want to see your pet. They want to see your face.
3: They want a human. I got it. Okay.
1: They want a human, right? Um, they want you to use your real name again, it's a business relationship, right? Um, so, uh, so they want to work with people who are putting themselves out there and you know, that old saying, my, my words, my bond, right? It's like, I stand behind what I say online. It's easy to be a troll, right? It's right. easy to be anonymous on right. Reddit and right. say some crap, right? Right. Right.
3: Right. Right. Because
1: right. you're anonymous. Right. You can't do that when you actually put your face and name uh, behind the statement, right? Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. It's a totally different perspective, right? Okay. Um, This is level one, right? Yeah, this is still level one. Okay. Uh, And then, you know, your blog, right? Um, You know, a lot of bloggers have this thing in their minds that the way to make uh, uh, money uh, from their blog is through ads. And it's not. Ads are evil man ads are nonsense it's garbage you, if you're making thousands of dollars per month uh, with ads by all means stick with it right but most bloggers if they make a couple a few hundred bucks per month uh, with ads uh, they they should consider themselves lucky they are in the minority right most people make no money with ads okay right yeah. and yet they have 19 ads on the page <laughs> so they're, sell- right? they're selling their souls in a way There's, uh, you know, real estate for no ROI. Right. So so I'm checking out your blog. I'm looking to hire you. Right. I'm looking for you to represent me uh, in your content. Right. And then all around this content that you're about to write, there's 19 invitations to leave the content. (laughs) Because that's what an ad is, right? right. It's an invitation to leave. And so are hyperlinks. Uh, I I urge people not to be, uh, you know, um, uh, silly with hyperlinks. It's like connect when it makes sense, but don't connect just to connect. Don't link just to link. Anyways, um, you know, if I'm hiring a blogger for, let's say, um, a masculine brand, right? Um, I'm probably not going to hire someone who has a pink uh, design, on their blog. Right. There's that kind of thing. Right. And I'm not even, and I've yet to even get to the relevance piece, right. Is your content and your message relevant with my brand's message, which is again, also something that, uh, uh, you know, that matters. Um, when you hit all the right notes. So I'll give you an example. I'll go back to Tom shoes campaign. Uh, Daniel Melby was one of the influencers for the Tom shoes campaign. Um, uh, is a new blogger. His blog was like four or five months old uh, at the time. But there's his face. There's his name. Uh, he blogs about nonprofit stuff, right? Uh, he blogs about business models and whatnot. And his uh, blog is kick-ass in terms of design. You know, nothing crazy. Just simple, clean, elegant, right? Um, When you hire someone who's relevant and congruent with the campaign and with the brand that they represent, um, just magical stuff happens, man. His brand new blog, essentially, four months old, had like 1,400 shares uh, on, uh, on a blog post that he wrote as part of the campaign. A ton of comments, ton of traction right now multiply that by the number of milestones and for tom shoes it was like three or four milestones i forget times so like uh four milestones times 25 bloggers right um that kind of uh, a mass of content within a month gets published and gets that many shares i mean that's that's huge man that's just huge push
3: and you know what's interesting is you, you haven't yet mentioned, like, you know, how many people are – how, how, how big their community is. Like, you you know, mm. that, that I find that interesting.
1: Well, here's the thing. Larger the community, less intimate the community. Like, we have su- studies that show this. Uh, Nielsen has come out with studies that show that. Uh, Technorati has come out with studies that show that. Uh, smaller the community, um, more intimate the community. I've hired uh, influencers, bloggers, with, like – Few hundred followers on Twitter, hmm. uh, and, and pay them the same amount as someone who has fifty thousand followers on Twitter. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Why? Because I didn't hire them necessarily for uh, the size of their followers on Twitter, right? Um, um, I hired them for the kind of content that they create. And then you pair them in a campaign tribe with a dude that has 50,000 followers. And now the guy that's producing awesome content is tribed up with a guy that has 50,000 followers and he gets a tap into those 50,000 followers. I that's,
3: I mean what a what a mass, like I mean that's so attractive <laughs> to
2: bloggers right <laughs> and to brands yeah oh okay, 100% you know and here's here's the thing uh, going back to you as an entrepreneur you obviously found a pain in the market i want to know how you know I, we didn't even get to uh, phase 2 yet but uh, i want uh-huh. i'm so curious about how you even found that this would be you know something that could work. I really admire the entrepreneurial, uh, 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 you know, vision that you have. You know, for this, like this is massive. What, what you've put together here, it's incredible. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sorry, I, I've, I've taken it off the track. You were uh, okay. So badassery uh, uh, 101. Now, what about badassery 102?
1: Right. So um, so you know, once you have the basics covered, right? <clears throat> Um, How do you become someone who is fascinating? How do you become someone who attracts attention and whatnot, right? Uh, That's the question. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of books written on this subject. There's a lot of, um, you know, stuff that's, you know, been written about. And so I'm not going to be saying anything new here, but I will list a couple of examples that I've used myself that have worked. So I know it works, right? So... Uh, and by the way, uh, Sally Hogshead, that's her real last name, uh, wrote a book called fascinate, um, uh, which I highly recommend. It's, it's a great book, uh, uh worth, uh, worth, uh, definitely worth the read. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A great book that'll teach you a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, there's few ways to attract attention, right? Uh, standard stuff like, you know, be useful, be more useful than everybody else. Right. Um, Go niche deep. Go like really, really, really nichey, Right. So uh, slice that once, you know, like slice it up. Like when you think you've come down to a niche niche and you can't go any further, go further. Right. And be useful to that audience. Um, uh, so there's like a bunch of other stuff that, uh, you know, people have written about at length about these things. Uh, but there's, I guess, two that I, uh, I would uh, like to mention. One is polarity. Polarity is huge. You want to attract attention Uh, polarity is huge. In order for you to uh, be a polarizing individual, you have to um, take a stand. In order for you to take a stand, you have to figure out what your positioning is. In order to figure out what your positioning is, you have to kind of dig deep and figure out who you are on the inside. That's real hard for a lot of people, right? Um, And then you have to grow some balls. Uh, Even ladies, these are metaphorical balls. You have to grow some balls to actually uh, take a stand uh, publicly and declare uh, what it is that, uh, that you believe in. So for example, um, uh, about a month or two ago, I wrote a post, uh, that, uh, bloggers are smarter than journalists. Here's why. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, the blog post, uh, it, 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 dude, um, um, that blog post, uh, my my traffic essentially uh, what's the eighth
2: dupled, <laughs> uh, octadupled? I don't know. Uh, quintillion or something like yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> my traffic
1: it's it's like it's like a, a skyscraper in the middle of a, like a shanty town when you look at my uh, uh, stats.
3: Right <laughs> I think that's the definition of badassery. Yeah,
1: that is it. That's it, man. That's, that's uh, but not only that, it prompted some uh, uh, some other people to write about. So I had I had like ton of comments on my blog post. Some people saying, "Yay," some people say, "You suck," right? Um so uh, so I had a ton of comments and ton of traffic on my post, but then um and I forgot get off my internet, I believe. Uh is the site. Uh uh they wrote a post about my post, uh essentially just slamming the shit out of me, right? And that post had like 500 comments right uh so it created this ripple effect um uh just by you know essentially using polarity um This goes back to uh, a friend of mine, Onyi. Uh, She writes for fashion blogs and whatnot. And she was telling me like, she's like, uh, you know, I always try to be so like politically correct and nice about everything. I try to cover um, all angles of the story. And I find myself when I go back to read these stories, I I can't read them myself. I find them too boring. (laughs) Right. That's a good test, right? Yeah. Because I mean, that's that's what happens. right? Right. Like it's too polarity man i mean good versus evil uh you know david versus goliath uh you know big versus small uh you know it's all polarity yin and yang uh uh you know uh, you know god and satan it's all polarity everywhere when you watch a football game it's polarity it's one team against the other you know hi i'm a mac and i'm a pc that's polarity right they well, they're forcing you to take a stand,
3: and and you know now now it makes a, a hundred percent sense when you say you got to put your face out there behind it because no one really cares about polarity if it's anonymous. That's
2: right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it all goes back to the metaphorical balls. <laughs> <laughs> no one
1: cares about anything if you're anonymous, right? Uh, it's a, you can, you can troll me all day long anonymously. Uh, if you, if you don't put your face and your name on it, it carries zero weight, right?
2: Okay, so Dino, we have a uh, we, we've <laughs> we've got what six uh, six episodes in the can now. Uh, we're gonna be releasing on iTunes really soon. So whoever's listening to this uh, this uh, this particular episode, uh, pretend you didn't hear that part right there. <laughs> <laughs> but the people who are gonna be listening to this are gonna be uh, entrepreneurs, startups, and anybody who's interested in seeing how to uh, disrupt a little bit as they grow something. Um, so, of course, one of the reasons I really wanted to bring you in was to hear that story that you just uh, just gave us. But also, give a couple tips for people who are just kind of jumping into this, like uh, uh, the typical startup entrepreneur uh, coming in who who really gets gets the concept of uh, building tribes. But uh, coming from someone with you with uh, with a wealth of experience, what are some of the first uh, first steps? I'll use myself as, a, as an example. I have been blogging for about eight years. But you know what? If you look up my blog, there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you read it, you're, you know, you're, uh, you know I, I, I write more like Jack Kerouac than anything. Like there's, you know, I'm talking about my own personal experiences, not really necessarily any value for anybody else. So I want to listen as well as I start to jump back into the blog, into the blog space. And of course, now in the podcast space, what's, what's, a, what's just a few uh, basic uh, starter tips?
1: Uh, I'm still surprised how many startups and how many companies uh, don't have a blog. This is low hanging fruit. You need to have a blog. Otherwise, why would anyone come to your site ever? Right. So you need to start a blog. Uh, and, you know, wh- when you start a blog, there are certain elements that you have to have because a lot of startups have a blog, but then they're missing certain elements. Uh, I'll give you an example. A lot of companies have a tendency to write as a company. Right. Uh, company team published this post. No, uh, there's a dude, uh, sitting there writing this shit, right? Give him credit, right? Identify who actually produced that piece of content, put a face on it, put a name on it, right? Um, uh, and then, you know, it's the stuff like sharing buttons. Um, you know, I'm working with a client now. It's, it's a super modern client. It's a new company. It's a startup. Uh, it's a mobile app uh, thing based. Um, and, um, you know, they don't have sharing buttons on their blog and they putting out some awesome content, right? And that's a low hanging fruit, totally missed opportunity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, now, now, I understand how a, a lot of companies, uh, a lot of people, a lot of startups uh, think they don't have time to block. Right. And that may be more or less valid for different people. Right. Uh, But that's okay. If you don't have time to blog, you still need a blog and you can use OPC, other people's content. Right. Um, Upworthy is a great example of this. Yeah. Right. Upworthy uh, gets like a bazillions of visits every month. Uh, They're making money hand over fist and they've produced zero original content. (laughs) All they produce is optimization. Right. That's their product. Their product is optimization. They optimize uh, headlines. They optimize images. They optimize their site for sharing right? Um, so you can use other people's content, especially something like videos. Uh, infographics are kind of a, out of vogue uh, uh, these days. Uh, but, you know, in theory, you could do that as well. But videos are a great thing, man, to use in your blog. And, you know, you're promoting somebody else. So you're looking magnanimous in the process. Uh, and uh, you're bringing people back to your house, to your blog, right? Where you can get them sign up for your list and whatnot. So you got to have a blog and you got to do it right. And if you don't know how to do it right, let me know. I'll put you in people in touch with people who know how to do that shit.
2: Love it. Love it. So
1: uh, number two is you need a tribe. It takes a village to raise a baby. It takes a village to raise a blog, man. Right. You need people who are going to support you and uh, uh, you're going to support those people. And, you know, um, I was like I was a 15 year old punk. Uh, Greg, you've seen the pictures. I I love the pictures.
2: I I encourage you to grow that hair back. (laughs) My girlfriend does too. What is with you people? (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, But I I remember I was like 15 and my buddies and I got this idea to like stand in front of this house and look up at the the roof of the house. There's absolutely nothing. On the roof of the house, right? It's just like four of us standing and looking and pointing at the roof of the house, right? <laughs> and guess what happens? A crowd. As yeah, as people start walking by, they're like, what are they looking at? What what's going on, right? Same thing happens on the blog when you have a tribe. And we circle back. <laughs> Uh, same thing happens on the blog, man. When you have a tribe and you know, your tribe is congregating on your blog, uh, you're congregating on their blog, you're sharing their stuff, they're sharing yours. Um, uh, you know, all of a sudden there's a crowd of people and crowds of people attract more crowds. So, you need a tribe. Uh, and then the best way to connect and stay in touch with your tribe and do what needs to be done, um, you do more in less time, obviously, join Triber. Boom.
2: Bang. Bang. Yeah. Do, do you know, one last thing, man. There's a reason sure. I got connected with you when I first met you in Vegas. Because I also did the same trick, looking up at the sky, <laughs> pointing with two of my buddies, and we saw—we we wanted to see how many people would do it. And it works, you mm-hmm. know? And you and I both had long hair and played in a band as well. So, hey, <laughs> I think you're my long lost uh, Eastern European brother from another might mother. Might be,
1: might be, yeah. <laughs>
3: Clearly. Hey, here's one thing, Dino, before you go. Sure. Love it. If you could, we just uh, got um, a Twitter account. And you were talking about pictures. I'd love for you to check out, check out um, at Bowling Point Pod. Okay, I'm looking at Matt. We literally just signed up for today. And check out congratulations. Just, yeah, yeah. So, so this is our our joint blog, I guess. eh, Greg. I didn't even know it was existed. So I found out this morning when I walked in. But check out the picture. Let, give us let us know what you think.
2: Yeah, yeah, we, oh. we 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 borrowed a little bit of Che Guevara uh, aesthetic, but uh, after hearing some of your points, I, I, I yeah, I'm gonna leave it that. Down. Exactly. I want to hear your thoughts, exactly. Your thoughts, Dino, and you can tweet it back to us So let, let and, us know how. And, you know, and polarity
1: did. is good. Polarity is good. well. I'm
2: looking at it and I love it. Okay. Do, 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 do you Shout like the, uh, the the revolutionary uh, Che Guevara ripoff or uh... totally okay. totally? All right, all and, right. And, and and but the only problem is I look
3: like the straight man there. I mean, like then I gotta be the and straight I look man. like the
2: not straight guy. <laughs> <I know>. Awesome, <laughs> you can have fun. <laughs>
3: so awesome meeting you, Dino. I, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person at some point. Yeah, you yeah, too, Dave. Man, very, very. Like I'm telling you, like very practical advice today, and like in terms of for bloggers and just and just good education in terms 100%. of how how people are connecting and in a way that I haven't thought of before so I really appreciate
2: it and, uh, uh, the, and the other thank thing you for having me, guys. the other thing Dino is uh, please tell me you're going to be doing a TEDx soon because you deserve it man uh, thanks you, uh, you've thanks. got what it takes man jeez uh, thank you I hope so I hope so I applied for one I was rejected oh. uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you up here to do one in New Brunswick <laughs> yeah man I'd love to I'd love to East Coast uh, East Coast, Coast baby East Coast yeah. alright Dino let's stay in touch man really appreciate your time Thank you guys for having me. Boiling Point rocks. Yeah, Rock. nice. Word up. <laughs> See you later, man. See you, Dino. Bye. Thanks. Yet another uh, awesome... In- that guy's got so much energy. That's badassery. And, 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 and it is badassery. And truly, one of his big messages when I listen to his uh, podcast, RoadToTed.com, is uh, he always says when you go to these big in- you know, industry events... Don't be that Greg Hemmings that sits down at the bar and orders a drink but and sits there by I'm, I'm himself. Super, actually, and I gotta oh, no, ask no. you a question about that. That's not you. It's not so me. What was happening? Was it a bad day? Or no, what? literally, I just wanted I mean... to go order a drink and that was it. But he made a good point. He immediately walked over, saw that I had a tag on. He said, "You're with us." Come, yeah. And I, you're, you're I, I would have done that anyway. You're our tribe. Uh, you're part of us. And I said, that is the coolest thing anybody's ever done. He's got went out of his way. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't know me. Yeah. And then I was like, I have to do more of that, yeah. you know, which is when I go to these places, you always see people on their own, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of not part of the tribe. Right. And, you know, Dino inspired me or reminded me. I do that anyway, but to do that on a regular basis, mm-hmm. wherever we are, mm-hmm. is pull people into that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm, I'm Dino's number one fan, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, that, that's that's influence, right? Yeah, 100%. That is so cool. And, you know, for me to hear a couple, like I, like I was just trying to end that piece there with the interview with him, but I mean, he's really good at helping you understand the opportunity and what's... Occurring now in terms of, you know, being – there's this – the message is so fractured and, and the reason for it in with, with such really cool practical stories. Um, like from an education standpoint, it's really – it makes a lot of sense. So I'm sitting back. I've never thought of it like that before. The other thing he does is like his 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 building blocks in terms of building a blog and and creating community, very – you know they're so obvious in some ways, but um, very practical and and a- applicable, right? So, anyways, that was awesome, man. I yeah.
2: really appreciate yeah, meeting yeah. him. And uh, you know, for anybody, uh, well, not for anybody who wants to. Everybody should go to triber.com, which is T R I B E R R dot com and you can find you can find Dino Dogan on on Twitter. But link, like don't don't get people going. Oh yeah, there's no hyperlink. We can't (laughs) hyperlink on audio. Oh okay, it's okay. We're okay. (laughs) They still have to stay with us. We can we can work out smell vision though. Or uh, no, sorry. Do you know what's really cool? We're gonna end this right now. But our next podcast interview guest is another guy I met recently in Vegas. It's funny because I met Dino in Vegas at Uh an event, Uh and I met this guy at Nab. Uh, last week, yeah. His name is Gino Dion. So we just did Dino Dogan, yeah. And now we're doing G- <laughs> Gino Dion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, Well I was getting all messed
3: up. I thought Dino was Gino and G- yeah, anyway, Dion so. was Dogan. Oh, man. anyway, those
2: two guys got to meet. So right? cool. Anyway, this is all good. I'll uh, I'll, I'll see you in this uh, not so boiling uh, uh, voiceover booth uh, soon. soon. Be be uh, practice
3: badassery,
0: buddy. Badassery. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vail. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep that pot boiling.